inspire. Yes, it's work, but I don't really consider it to be work because it's something that I get to create. It's something that I get to enjoy. And there's just this moment at the end of class that you just get to get rid of all the emotions that are kind of wearing you down. Here's your host, Kristen Balboni. Welcome to the Inspire podcast presented by Atrium Health. This is a brand new podcast series for Panthers fans that highlights admirable women across the Carolinas as they share stories and lessons from their lives and careers. I'm Kristen Balboni, the Panthers team reporter, and today I am joined by my coworker and friend, Panthers entertainment coordinator, Shondalee Lanuette. Hey friend, how's it going? It's going. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for doing this. This is great. And it's fun to sit across from you. We've done so much stuff together over my time here. It's fun to actually sit down and talk about it and talk about you. I know. I feel like this is the first time we work together all the time. Yeah. I feel like this is the first time we've sat down (laughs) together. I really sat across from each other. We're usually walking somewhere or going to do something or emailing or. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> this is nice. This will be great. And you are on the move even more so than I am in a big way. And I, I want to talk about, first of all, your title of entertainment coordinator, because even myself, who I've worked in sports for almost a decade, but prior to coming to the Panthers, I'm still learning about all the things that you do all the time. So can you explain for anyone wondering everything that entertainment coordinator encompasses? I think it depends on the season. I really, I really do. I think it has changed and evolved so much just from when I was here and not in the position. Um, It's just, it's enveloped things. It has had the opportunity to let things go, which I think is really nice because Mm -hmm. that means that somebody else is growing as well. Um, So it just, it's definitely an evolving role here. Um, Currently, today, in, what is it, 2021, (laughs) maybe. Um, Like I blacked out for the last year. But um, for 2021, it encompasses a couple things. So currently, it manages and oversees the entire Top Cats program, which is our cheerleading squad um, of 30 individuals, 30 amazing individuals. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it also works on the community front. So it is the direct connection for all of our entertainment assets. So for us, that's Black and Blue Crew, Percussion, Surper, Top Cats, into the community from an internal and external event. So if somebody wants to have Surper jump by their community event that they are doing to raise money or their walk for cancer or their parade all across North South Carolina, they reach out directly to me and I help coordinate them for what it looks like for the event and how to get them there and the contracts and the availability and all that good stuff. So um, that's that's the, the most muted version of it. Um, it just kind of helps get everybody out into the community, but it also helps with our game presentation. It's a really succinct way of putting it. But so because you're doing so many different things on any given day or, you know, different parts of the season or the off season, how do you personally, it's something we're talking a lot about on this podcast, how do you personally prioritize? Because the Topcast is a, is a is a thing that requires all of your attention. So per community, uh, helping out with marketing stuff, in-game Entertainment, I mean, it's all a part of things that you have to deal with. Uh, how do I prioritize work or myself or let's start, what do you mean? Let's start with work. How do I prioritize work? So for me, um, especially this season, because with, with COVID and everything, there's different game presentation regulations that we were waiting on from the league. So we kind of we're in a situation of, all right, let's create game plans. And then when we're ready to run, we're ready to run. So we had time to kind of look through what different scenarios could look like on our end, um, which was nice. But in regards to prioritizing for me, it's what's the deadline. Mm. Um, What's coming up the closest? What do we need to mentally prepare for? So for example, for Top Cats, is it, 
I need to make sure that I have the choreography, the formations, everybody feels good to go for training camp. And then after training camp, we have FanFest the next week. Then we'll focus on that. You know, they have everything they need, but we have to prioritize when things are happening because once they're done, you need to be able to put it in a way and move on. Um, so for us, it's the deadlines. I think um, after that, it's just fitting things in where I can that are monthly or mm-hmm. weekly. But whatever is coming first that needs to happen, is that's you got to knock it off deadline. Absolutely. So now let's talk about yourself or non-work um, priorities. I, I, and I am, I'm happy to admit this. I feel like I am in a serious relationship with the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> um, and, and I don't say that in, in, a, in a bad way at all. I don't, um, I think right now I'm at a really special time in my life where I am not, I'm not tied to, to something, if that makes sense, aside from work. So I'm not in a situation where, and you, and you know this, I feel like anybody in sports really understands this, that it's very hard to, you have to find the right person to handle your life in sports. Um, because any of us that are in sports, it's because we love it and we have a passion for it and we want to be here. And that's something that's really hard to show and to let go. Um, and so I think for me, I'm in a great place because I don't have the tie right now where I am I'm balancing a family or relationships or things like that. And I can completely sit down and pour into something that I really love. So I say that I don't really have a great work-life balance because right now I really love the fact that work is my life. Mm -hmm. It feels really good right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I do take time. I go on lots of runs. I love to run the stadiums. I don't know if you've run the stadiums yet, but it's so much. It's so mind cleansing. I have not. Well, yeah, I'm sure it's great for the mind. It's the physical part of it that I'm like, wow, I don't know. (laughs) It's really, really good. We'll go sometime. It's really, really, really good. I'll be way behind you. You'll be on the like 500 level, and I'm like, I'm down here on the field. (laughs) (laughs) I will. I will. I refuse. I'll say this. I refuse to do the 500 level. They kind of scare me a little bit. It is quite high up it's it scares me a little bit I can't do that I'll stay in the lower bowl the lower bowl this is where I stay that's your I'm I'm good with that that's your comfort zone yes and that helps me cleanse the mind a little bit helps me find new music for top cat performances which is really nice I just throw things on shuffle um so it's just it's finding that time to clear your mind so for me that's a run that's a workout even doing choreography for me getting studio time is Mm -hmm. really really nice um and then I and seeing my friends seeing my friends but right now I just I'm this is my this is my mind right now, and I really like being here. So, and you do a great job at it, might I add. Well, thank you. And I want to dive into to all of those things, especially the top cats. I'm sure people want to hear about that. But before we do, again, just for anyone wondering, can you explain a little bit about your own personal path to get to where you are now? Because I do feel like that's important to know before we talk about the top cats. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I I don't. I'm not going to take you back to when I was like three years old Please and I got my start first from, tutu. Yeah, you, that's where we want to go. Baby okay. Chandelier. All right, baby Chandelier. Wow, she was. My parents did not have kids after me, and that says a lot. So, meaning uh, same, <laughs> right? Right? They were like, yep. and we're done. This mm-hmm. is it. Um, no. So I have danced my whole life. My mom. Uh, my mom was my dance teacher growing up, and she's she's still teaching. She's she's incredible. Um, so it's just kind of just raised in the household where one, you go after your dreams. Both of my parents are entrepreneurs, so both of my parents own their own businesses, and we, they've always been such hard workers. Mm. So I think from a young age, it was dance. <laughs> so you've definitely gotten both of those things from them, dance and hard work. Oh, absolutely. It was just, I don't think dance was a choice. My mom, my middle name is a dance move. And so- Wait, what is it? Man? Jete. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Is and it- she- <laughs> 
J-E-T-E. Yep. Yep. And she was like, you're going to, if I don't dance, then I don't know what's happening with my middle name. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just stuck there. Um, so from, from a very young age, it was just kind of part of growing up. I would, rather than going home to have a babysitter, I would be at the studio, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I would be learning from all of the older kids or I would be meeting parents and just being around my mom was just, it was so incredible to watch my mom, even to, even to this day, get to do something that she loves. Just there's not a lot of people in this world that can say that their days are filled with things that they just can't get enough of. And she still does that. Um, and so it grew to be a part of me. And so I knew I wanted to dance. I knew I wanted to be in entertainment or arts in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I went to school, I went to NC State. I was on the dance team for a little bit. Um, and I loved performing, but I realized I didn't enjoy competing. It wasn't something I grew up doing. Um, it, I, but I knew I loved performing and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, so that stuck with me through school. So towards the end, I said, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to try out for the Panthers. Um, I came in the first day in the absolute wrong top. I did not do my research. Let's be 100. I just didn't I didn't look at it hard enough. And I came in wrong top. I was wearing shorts. You were not supposed to be wearing shorts. Somehow I made it to semifinals and I started to learn. Started from learning all of the women that were around me at the time. Um, there were no males auditioning that season. And you just... Since then, I've been learning from this program. Since that day, I and it could be about changing my tire. It could be anything, but mm-hmm. I have. There's not a single day that has gone by that I haven't learned from that program. So, um, came in. I was absolutely incredibly honored to make the team the first season that I auditioned. Um, and so, 2014, I became a member of the Top Cat Squad. Um, best rookie season ever, followed by a Super Bowl year. Yeah. The next year, which was amazing to dance at the Super Bowl. I can't even outcome Ooh, outcome, outcome aside. It was it was amazing. I have chills just thinking about that. It was great. It was so great. It just uh, there are no words. It was such an amazing experience. Um, and once in a lifetime. Yeah. When you were cheering, you never you you know you never know. Um, and so absolutely amazing. The next year, I had the awesome opportunity of going to Germany um, with a, another teammate and a couple of the players to go around to see some of our fans in Germany, wow. visit some of the military bases over there. So that's an amazing experience. And then my final season on the team was 2018, and I had the honor to represent the team at the 2018 Pro Bowl. Um, so it's definitely been a ride. Um, but while I was in Top Cats, I realized that this was something I loved. Um, something I love the juniors program. I love how impactful the program is in the community. I love the whole vision of a game day experience and how it takes people out. Mm-hmm. It takes them out of what's going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes them, it allows us all to come together for one giant cause. Whether you're the away team or you are the home team, it does not matter who you're rooting for. It takes you out of whatever is happening in your world. And the game presentation and entertainment department is is part of that. You know, we get to be part of that. Glamour is not the right word, but it's the one thing I'm thinking of is it's just that that wool over your eyes of this is where you are. Yeah. This is the only place that you need to be right now. This is all that matters. Leave it at the gate. Leave it at the door. You're here for this. And so I was just so mesmerized by that and I wanted to be part of it. So I asked and asked and asked, like, what what do I do to, to, to be in sports? To be in sports and entertainment specifically. And I got so much great wisdom from the individuals who are working here. That just get experience. It's about your experience. And so I interned with the Carolina Thunderbirds in Winston-Salem and had a great season with them. And then the entertainment internship opened up at Carolina. It's like, you know what? I'm going to try it. Let's let's just see. If If it's a fit, it's a fit. You know, the universe will tell me if it's right. 
um, was lucky enough to jump in. Entertainment intern, three months later, turned into entertainment assistant, and then a couple years later, now I'm the entertainment coordinator. So it's been a ride, a very long ride, but it's been a good ride. <laughs> it's it's incredible hearing all of that. Some of that I didn't even know, and it's it's so cool to hear, you know, all that you've accomplished at your time with the Top Cats, and now how you're taking that into making sure that the current Top Cats have that experience. This is your first full season at the helm of the program. Yeah. How's it going? Oh, it depends on what day you ask me. It's going great <laughs> from the outside. Is I had the honor good? of <laughs> of hosting the final auditions, and yes. you and I will talk, you know, when you started, how many tapes did you go through for the first round? 427. And you, the thing about you, Chandelier, <laughs> is that you can be right in the midst of that, and we're doing a shoot with Per, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you're doing a thousand other things, and it just doesn't look like it phases you, Ooh. which is... So incredible. Good breathing exercises, I will say that. <laughs> but I mean, also, I mean, it, it just goes back to if you're doing something that you love, it just, it's not, it's not, um, it's not a choice or it's not a situation where it's a grudge that you're having against your calendar. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I want to do this. I want to, I want to be here. I get the incredible opportunity um, to, to help people make their dreams come true, you know? Yeah. And so why, why, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I be there? Why wouldn't I want to watch every single one of those tapes over, over and over again, you know, just to give you a chance and to, to see what you know you want to be here. I know what that program can do. Um, I know it can do for people, and I know what it does for the experience of game day, and it's just, it's definitely an honor. Did you, when you took over the program, for anyone who's maybe transitioning into management or leadership, mm-hmm. and you had the experience as a top cat, and then you had the entertainment experience, and certainly were working with the team up until mm-hmm. this year. Did you set your intentions or goals or what you wanted the program to look like under you, um, or was it more of just a by feel thing? Um, I think it's always it's a great question. I think that for me. Personally, I see it two different ways. For me, I think you should always leave it better than you found it. Um, I am somebody who, if it's, I don't want to say if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, But it's a situation where I think there's always so much that you can give back to something that has given to you. So my biggest thing for me is I want to be able to continue to create experiences for the individuals on the team that are akin or better than to what I had. Um, I want them to be able to help this program grow. But at the same time, I think that every squad is different. Every single one is different. You can relate that to anyone who's listening can relate it to a team, right? Of course. Absolutely. The Panthers football side as well. It's always different. It's about the individuals and the characters and the community and the diversity that you have on the team and the connection. So if we're not... If we're not vibing together in practice, if we're not having if we're not having great relationships even outside of practice, outside of clocked in, then we are not going to be able to perform well on the team or on the field, excuse me. So we're not going to we have to be together. And those relationships that are cultivated from so many different avenues and those experiences that we have that have nothing to do with the 10 promised home games that we have, um, those are the important marks. And every year the team is different because they kind of decide that for you. Mm. Their personalities kind of show you where this is going to go. You know, I, I give I, I might give the directions, but they're kind of driving. If you think about it, you know, they're picking the car. They're picking not, they're picking the music that we're listening to. They're setting the tone. And I'm just kind of like, hey, this is this is where we need to go. I said I set a standard, which is 
what you do, right? Um, and they always they always rise to it. So so far, it has been amazing. But I think it's year to year. I think every squad is a hundred percent unique and different. I think that's a, a great point, and I would absolutely agree. Uh, so, as I said, I, I got to get a peek into Top Cats when I hosted the the final auditions, which was so fun. I was so excited about it for weeks. I could not wait. You changed to get in your there and vacation see. for it. I did. I came back a little <laughs> early, and I don't know that I would do that for just about anything. Well, I don't know if I should say that into a mic, but I was so I was like, yeah, oh yeah, for sure, I'll do it. Whatever you need. Um, and it was so fun, and it was such an inclusive, support, supportive atmosphere. Um, for the people who were auditioning, just the amount of love that was in the room when each person came up to audition was incredible. And now we have some amazing men on the yes. squad, which is which is great. So how do you, as, as the leader of the Top Cats, foster inclusivity and support and set the tone? Because it's, as you said, 30 people. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of emotions. It's a lot of different backgrounds. It's a lot of different experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, and you know, it's, it's no way, there's no reason to hide behind it. NFL cheering is in a really weird time right now. Um, Not to say it's in a weird time. I personally think it's an exciting time. Um, But I I think Carolina, and I will say this again and again and again, is such a different place to cheer, in my my opinion. Um, I think that this program is somehow just it's just it's brilliant the way that You're people smiling. I know I know I know it? I can't it's Love just it. I can't even it's it's hard to put it into words but I if if you come from a cheer honestly even from being a female it's it's very hard to walk into a room of very incredibly talented individuals and feel welcomed or not intimidated at the yeah. very least right oh, absolutely it's it's the first thing you start doing is you walk in and you compare yourself yeah um and I can I can say this when I auditioned I was like okay I'm they have me auditioning beside a brunette they're picking they're they're choosing a brunette mm. um because in in full and fairness she has the right top on yeah right <laughs> and you're like oh she has a six pack I don't I don't even have one like I don't even know where a one pack is and so you're just <laughs> like you're like okay all right it's not it's not gonna be me just enjoy it have a good time um and and you just you kind of get into your mindset especially as a performer auditions are different because you think that you're being cast for a role yeah. So you feel like you're trying to set, okay, they had a redhead retire. Maybe they're trying to fill that spot. And that's not the situation in Carolina. Um, and you know it. And we try to set that tone the minute you walk in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's, it's not, it's not sequined. It's not glittery. It's not fragile. I think mm-hmm. you walk it's in. athletic. Yeah. You walk in and you just, you know, you're and like, it's, okay. It's support. I know I've said that four or five times, but you can feel it. Oh yeah. When you walk in. And I think that's so cool, especially at auditions. You, I assume, I would imagine that the team would be supportive you spend a lot of time with each other and and you foster that and I know some of the some of the top cats you know to just to talk to them and it seems great but just even in auditions for yeah. it to be so supportive was just I was like wow yeah. I want to stay here forever it's this is so nice <laughs> it's such a it's such a cool cool experience to be part of because like all right you walk out the doors and you're like I hope I hope the rest of my day is like this. You know, I yeah. hope I hope the the other doors that I walk into are going to feel this welcoming. And I've had people, there are people that auditioned for this organization six, seven years in a row. And sometimes they, they still email after the fact and they're like, I met so many incredible people while I was there. Um, this, it does not matter where you stop in the audition process process as soon as you walk in that door it is full understanding to everybody that this is just 
different. Mm-hmm. It's so 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 special to to meet all of these people and these and and knowing that they're cheering for you and knowing that they're the advice that they're giving you or the guidance or the the support that they're giving you is genuine. Mm-hmm. It's not fake. It's not I'm trying to get cast for the same role you are. I know they're trying to see if I'm a good teammate. They people actually care about you. Yeah. They still they, they care about you. You make so many different friendships throughout just auditions. There are people that have, be, they started living together after auditions. One person oh, might have made cool. the team, the other person didn't, but they became such good friends. Like, hey, let's live together. It's that's just really cool. It's, it's, I can't, I, I just, I want everybody to have that experience of auditions because I think it shows so much about what could be in just the communities that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get, we get to help create that just with the audition process and then with the program itself. It, it just continues on. So not only do you lead the Top Cats, but you also teach fitness classes. I do. <laughs> I will see you post on Instagram at like five o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah. And I would have to think that you don't do that as mu- as much as you go go go. You don't do that and get up at five a.m. or start your class at five a.m. if you also don't get something out of it. I would imagine. That's a good. Um. Yeah. Yes and no. It actually it came to me at a really interesting time in my life. Um. I was taking um. I was taking classes um at at a at a local boutique um and during COVID mm-hmm. because they moved their classes outside and I needed I needed something. Working yeah. from home was hard. Um. Even when we came back here, we were still working for you know a low capacity stadium, yeah. and so it just it just wasn't the same. And I needed I needed something. Um. And so a couple of the former Top Cats were teaching there at the time. I was like, you know what? I love these classes. They're very different. And so I went and I started taking them. And I was going through some personal things at the time. And I just needed something that was new Mm -hmm. for myself. Mm -hmm. Almost like a distraction. And when I went, um, I took a couple of classes. And the owner approached and like, you know, do you want to create your own class? So cool. And I was like, I don't know, do I? <laughs> I don't know. It was just I think it was just an, a wink from the universe of like you should do this. And it's so different, I think, than what I do at Top Cats. Um, it's very it's it's very focused on your mentals, but it's still just a, a full out sweat fest, which is really nice. Um, and it it just came at a different time for me and it fulfills that mental health role for me that I feel like mm-hmm. you still need. Yes, it's work, but I don't really consider it to be work because yeah. it's something that I get to create. It's something that I get to enjoy. Um, and there's just this moment at the end of class where everybody has their eyes closed and you're doing the same movement over and over again that you just get to get rid of all of the emotions that are kind of wearing you down, you know? Um, so it's just, it's it's definitely for me in that sense. That's my mental therapy, I think. But it also came at such a beautiful time for me during COVID that it fit so well. Well, I think I know you were not expecting this, but I think that you've got to shout out the name of the class and where people do can I? find it. Because it's a Charlotte I'm podcast. Like, I'm not like I'm not like a. I don't know. Am I allowed to do that? <laughs> We'll take it out. We'll take it out if you're okay. not allowed. But I want I want everyone to know. Okay. Uh, well, the class is called Driven, um, and I teach it on Friday mornings at 6 a.m. at Fit Atelier in Southend. Amazing. It's a Friday fun mornings at 6 a.m. Yes. What a good way to start the weekend. Oh, it's so nice. It's the perfect way to end your Friday. You're just kind of getting rid of all of the things that you've been carrying on your shoulders all week, um, just to kind of get you mentally cleansed for a good weekend for yourself. I want to ask you about burnout specifically with dance (laughs) okay you were saying your mom has been dancing her whole life still loves it you've been dancing since you were a kid and really dance and performing is at the center of everything you do although as I've said you do so much more (laughs) here um do you ever experience burnout with something as creative as dance and if so how do you deal with it it's a really good question. I think any creative experiences burnout in some capacity at some point, depending on where they are. 
in their career. I would agree, but the fact that you've been doing it for so long, I was like, maybe Shondalay doesn't. Oh, you know? oh no, 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 no. <laughs> Absolutely. I am, I am, I'm definitely there. And it happens to me at the weirdest time. So for me, choreography, I have to do it in pieces. So, and every choreographer has their own kind of their rhythm of how, what what inspires them, kind of what they're looking for, that kind of thing. And for me, it's typically I have to find the song first. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to it has to fit. And typically, like thinking of music now that a squad is formed, I think about the squad when I think about the music. But then I also think about where I'm putting it. It's going on the field, mm. um, so it needs to not only motivate the fans, but it's also got to be kind of a good motivator for the players. You know, the song is playing over the stadium, so there's like so many different factors that go into that part. Yeah, you're not picking like a box classical you know yeah a lyrical performance out there which you know if we ever do you know if we're out there we're gonna do some just some just some beautiful lyrical movements but I don't know if it's the time or the place you know (laughs) we we could do it but it would have to be a very very serious halftime (laughs) um but it just for me it's the song first and then once I get the song I take my time if I hit burnout which I'm where and for me it's kind of like instead of burnout it's like a block Mm. and to me I think that sometimes happens when there are so many different things happening at the same time Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of them but they're called squigs i don't know they're like these little teeny tiny plastic things that are have they're in different shapes and they have these little suction cups on the end of them okay my uh my friend's three-year-old showed me them one time when i came over and you're technically supposed to build things out of them okay um but he was just throwing them at the wall uh and i loved that about him and he had created his own game with it which also plus five points for that we love when you come up with your own game yeah especially um, at three right i mean he was just and he was like so the he's like green five yeah, so he like so basically system? Oh, oh yeah. He he had this whole thing planned out. So if I see this anywhere, Harker gets credit for this. Um, but it, it, it was such a good release, just sitting on the floor, throwing these these things at the wall, uh, with you know, having great conversation with this three year old. And so I immediately ordered them. Mm-hmm when I got home and I have this really long hallway in my apartment and so I will sit when I get stuck I will sit down on the floor with the squigs and just start tossing them at the to wall get some. they're I'm amazing I'm like I'm gonna google this as soon as we're done they're amazing and it just it it takes me out of my block mm. um it'll it'll give me maybe two more eight counts of a routine if I get stuck again I'll you know I'll find something else to do but it's always just something monotonous will help get me out of that so I'm just take my mind completely off of it I want to ask this question I just thought about it have you ever had a dance <laughs> this is not related to it's to okay. too much have you ever had a dance that gets performed where you're like I don't love that part anymore oh all the time really yeah sometimes you think you like strike gold when you create it and you can you can ask the top guys as well I, I, I will see them do it as a group and I'm like no we're gonna change that and it's typically just a count or a move or something like that because it doesn't look the same on one person performing it mm. versus a group mm-hmm. performing it and so it's really hard for me to visualize standing in front of my just like my full length mirror yeah. at my house what it's going to look like on 30 people on a field um, and so it's typically once you get it out there it's going to change it's going to mold even the performances you saw at finals are going to look so much different when you see them at FanFest or training camp yeah. because now it's become a performance rather than just a routine um, so yeah there are times when I'll look at it I'm like I don't know what I was thinking and I'm really sorry but we're going to change that <laughs> but I love though the the confidence to, to say hey stop for a second we're going to change this right now instead of just being like oh we're going to go with it I said that that's what we're going to do so we're going to do it oh yeah I'm the first person to fully own my mistake it's not, a, it's not a mistake though, right? <laughs> or like, yeah, yeah. It, I guess that's a good way. I think for me, I'm thinking, yeah, I just messed up. But I think to fully own something that you're like, you know what? I thought that was gold, but 
It's not. It's really not. Um, and I want them to be able to go out there and look good. I'm not performing the routine. Mm. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether it looks good on me doing it. It looks. It needs to make sure that it looks good on them and their movement and how they're performing it. And if it's just not hitting with the group, gotta get rid of it. Not married to anything. Not even dating it. You just get rid of it. <laughs> you break up with it right then and <laughs> right there. Right there. It's done. You ghost That's it. it. It's gone. <laughs> yep. I want to end by asking, and you've been so generous with, with all of your time and memories, but what is your favorite Panthers memory? What one sticks out? I think I have an idea of what you might say. But you do? Well, I don't know. I thought it might be the Super Bowl. No. Tell me. I think, okay, for me, I think sports is very um, personal. I think it's on such a big level, but sports can be so, so personal. And I'm a hundred percent, I'm a, I've had junior top cats all week, so I am, it's, I'm tired. So if I cry, <laughs> um, no, if you cry, I'll uh, cry too. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm, so I'm going to really run into that. Um, in, let's see, I know the moment I'm trying to think of the best way to set this up at the end of 2018. I was the entertainment assistant, and I was given the opportunity by my mentor, um, Nicole, to choreograph my first routine routine for the Top Cats. Um, and then I was allowed to also utilize our black and blue crew as well to make it kind of a mini production. Um, and my mom, <laughs> my mom cheered for Dallas. There are so many pieces of the story, and I'm so sorry. Uh, my mom cheered for Dallas, and I'm telling you my entire career as a top cat, she would say, yeah, you know, she cheers for the Panthers, but she's not a Cowboys cheerleader. <laughs> and it, my mom would never wear Panthers attire to the game. My, like, she, she'll always come to the games in all black. She would support me, but she would never wear Panthers colors. <laughs> um, and also, I have a great relationship with Purr. Mm-hmm. Per has been a huge part of all of the special moments I think that I've had here at the Panthers. That inclu- he he did my Pro Bowl announcement. He um he stood beside me at at Super Bowl running out of the tunnel. Um he has I can look to the side and I can close my eyes and look to the side in any moment in my Panthers history and Per has been there for those. So I say that to say it's 2018. It's the last game of the season before the world just shuts down and um. It is, it had been raining and the rain stopped before the performance, which was unreal that this happened. And everybody goes into the, oh, I'm already tearing up when you were talking about Perk. Everybody goes into the end zone to perform my routine. I'm so excited. And before they perform, I hear my mom behind me and I turn around and my mom is in full Panthers gear. I'm also, (laughs) my mom's in full Panthers gear and Perk comes up right behind me and she's, it was the best moment and I was so proud of those individuals on the team. It's just a lot happened to get to that one moment. Full circle. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So many different things had to happen. There were so many times I think that I was like, I don't I got this isn't where I'm supposed to be. I'm gonna give up. I applied other places. You know what I mean? Like so many different things had to physically happen for all of those things to happen at one time. Um and it was so personal for me and it might not it might not be the same experience for somebody else. So I think it just depends on what you're tethered to. Um and all of those things were things that were so important to me and they were there at one specific time. Um so I, that's that's definitely number one for me. I'm sorry. No, that was beautiful. (laughs) And just uh, the backstory as to why that was so important is just incredible. Um, Well, I can't top that. That was what a great way to end this. Thank you so much for for sharing all of this and for taking the time in the midst of the thousand other things that you're doing. I don't know about that. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.